It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's the Afternoon Underdogs on Cards Radio 790 KRD. Now, here's Tony Vanetti and Dave Jennings. Folks, busy day today. We're going to start with Coach Mack. He's going to go on any second now and uh, tell us what's going on with the basketball program. Dave, remember, they mm-hmm. um, they paused workouts. Oh, is he on? Okay, let's, let's right. hear from Coach Mack right now. And uh, for a while, we were... You know, off without a hitch. Uh, of course, those workouts were completely voluntary. I wasn't uh, able to be on the floor with them, uh, instruct them. They were able to get in both the weight room, um, you know, and on the court. And then here since July 20th, since Monday, you know, we've, um, you know, two things. One, we've gotten off of quarantine. And then two, we've uh, begun our, uh, our, our workouts as mandated by the NCAA, we have four hours on the court uh, with our team in any capacity that we want, whether it's individual, whether it's team workouts. And then they also have the ability to be instructed by Andy Kettler in the weight room uh, as well with those other four hours. So, um, you know, there's not a lot of time besides that time where they're over at the facility that we get to spend with them simply because of the time that we're living in. But, um, you know, it's been really good. You know, it was a long three and a half, four months. Um, You know, it was a little bit shorter for us here at Louisville simply because, like I said in the beginning, our guys did return to campus at the beginning of June. What goes through your head when you have a couple guys, you know, test positive and you have to shut some things down? Well, the first thing is the safety of our players uh, to make sure that uh, they're doing okay, you know, and. So, uh, fortunately, uh, the one that did experience symptoms um, was fine a a day later. You know, his sense of smell lingered, non-sense of smell, for three or four days. Uh, But other than that, the the fever that he experienced, the chills, uh, I think the first he really recognized it was late Friday night. And by Sunday morning, he really felt like himself again. Again, I think that's an indication of... Uh, you know, the vast majority of uh, people in this age range uh, and the other guys were uh, asymptomatic. Chris Russ Brown with Kentucky Today. How, how much of a setback was it for the two-week period that you couldn't do anything? Um, it's, it's not so much of a setback. I mean, it's a disappointment. But, um, you know, we're, we're – and we were one of the very first schools to bring our student-athletes, our basketball players, back to campus. Uh, there are still some programs out there around the country. Um, I don't want to speculate. Would that be the majority of programs? Possibly. There's a lot of schools that can't afford to bring their athletes back. Uh, there's a lot of schools in our league that still don't have their uh, student-athlete basketball players back. So uh, I don't think it was a huge setback by any means. Um, in fact, I'd say we're really – uh, probably ahead of the curve. And, again, we're, we're way behind if you would compare us from year to year where we would normally be. But, 
you know, we're all in this pandemic together. And so, um, you know, it's just one of those things that you sort of deal with the circumstances, but I wouldn't say it was any type of setback. Chris, hey, it's Jody Dimling with Cardinal Authority. Do you have all of your guys on campus now? We do. We do, Jody. What can you – Gabe, I guess, was the last addition. What, what, did, what did you see with him uh, in, in the recruiting process and, and to get him and, and to be able to have him sit out a year? Yeah, so, you know, we've known about Gabe for a while, but he was always, um, you know, in our consideration and in his own consideration – um, a 2021 prospect. And I think with just the whole situation that everybody in the country, everybody in the world is dealing with, uh, he wasn't sure if Hargrave Military Academy was going to have um, not only a basketball season, but would they go back to school at all? You know, Hargrave, um, which I'm sure you guys know, we've had a lot of you know players from Hargrave Military Academy over the years. Uh, they also draw students from all over the all over the world, and uh, a lot of their funding comes from international students. And just uh, the roadblocks with that, Gabe wasn't sure if there'd even be a uh, a school year, and so we talked about that. Would he have the um, desire to maybe come here early, but not give up that year of eligibility and really work? to continue to improve his body, his skill set, get to know his teammates. And, uh, you know, he was excited about that. So, you know, there were a lot of really good schools that had offered him scholarships that were really pointing towards him being a 2021 prospect. Fortunately, we had a scholarship in the class. And, you know, we've talked talked all along uh, over the last two or three months of wanting size. uh, And that's what Gabe presents. So we were really excited to get him. Chris, this is Ken again with WHAS 11. What have you been able to see now that they're on campus from, from your grad transfers that, that you got in? Right. So, you know, the two grad transfers, uh, you know, Charles Minlin and uh, Carly Jones, they've been with us for, you know, since the beginning of June. I think uh, Charles got here maybe a week later. Um, you know, he just having being a little later enrollment and stuff, getting him all situated with paperwork. So he came in about a week later. But I think in terms of experience, you know, both of those guys are going to add a whole lot. Carleek's really dynamic. He is a uh, he, he's a player that has a lot of swag, a lot of confidence, and uh, really, really understands the game, uh, uses his body well really changes speeds. Kenny can really shoot the ball, as evidenced by his 40% three-point shooting from a year ago. It's going to be a lot different. He's going to be one of the better guards that, uh, that we've had here uh, in my three years. So we're really looking forward to adding Carleek. And then I think Charles gives us, um, you know, he's smaller than Dwayne Sutton, but I think he gives us that type of uh, mentality, that type of game. You know, he sort of knows where the ball's going. Um, you know, one skill uh, doesn't necessarily separate him from every. It's just all the things that he brings to the table. He's a pretty good passer. He's a good finisher. He's a good rebounder. I wouldn't say he's elite or great at one thing, a little bit like Dwayne, but he's a competitor and uh, he adds good size in the backcourt. He can play the two, can play the three at six foot four, 215, 220 pounds, whatever he is. 
expect Calio to end up okay. Well, I would talk about Sam. See how how is he doing? Expectations for him this coming season as well as David. Yeah, Sam's going to have to make a big jump uh, for us to have the type of season that we're expecting. Um, you know, I think he learned an awful lot. You know, watching Jordan and watching Dwayne and competing against those guys every single day in practice. What I think he's done um, a lot better, and I said in a long text to him last night, is he's ready from minute one. And, uh, you know, it seemed like Sam was that, that, that lawnmower that you had in the shed for the entire winter before you first started to, you know, cut your grass the first time in the spring. It just took him a long time to get going every day in practice. And, um, you know, now we're doing a warm-up drill, and Sam's out there dunking. I think he understands the intensity uh, that's needed at this level. I think he's become a much better shooter. Like every freshman that becomes a sophomore, I think his confidence has grown. He knows what to expect, both from his coaching staff, from the game of college basketball. Uh, I expect a whole lot out of Sam this year. Coach, most of the talk, of course, is about the football season, but how concerned are you about the basketball season? Well, I'd be lying if I didn't say I, I wasn't concerned. Uh, but, you know, if, if I were a betting man, and that's illegal uh, in the NCAA's eyes, so I'm, I'm not, uh, I would tell you that – uh, you know, we're going to have some type of season. I don't know what that's going to look like, uh, but even the most conservative, um, you know, Dr. Fauci is talking about a, a vaccine being available in November, December, January, which leads me to believe that, you know, we may not have fans beginning of the year. That may change as we get later towards our season. You know, they can always push back the season. There's a lot of different scenarios that we're talking about. Um, as an ACC coaching staff on our weekly meetings, uh, trying to just generate as many contingency plans uh, as we possibly can. And so uh, while a lot of talk and a lot of eyes are on the sport of college football, you know, there are a lot of good people behind the scenes that are trying to figure out what men's basketball can look like. And I don't have the answers to that, but I'm confident that we're going to have some type of season. Uh, there's doomsdayers out there saying that we won't. Coach, this is Matt McDonald, sports coach. Kind of going back to uh, preseason expectations, how has um, Aiden Gahan progressed over this offseason and developed? What are some of uh, your expectations for him heading into the season, and what do you expect his role to be? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot to play out between now and when we start the season. Uh, you know, Aiden, first and foremost, has to get in great shape. Uh, you know, that really held him back a year ago. Uh, he lost his win very quickly. Certainly his skill set has, uh, has to improve, but, you know, it was just the intensity that he was not prepared for. I think he'd be the first to tell you that. You know, having said that, Aiden was, uh, you know, in the worst part of our country uh, during the pandemic. So while certain players on our team had access to a gym or they were able to go outside, they were able to find maybe a, uh, you know, a local high school that had a football track or football stadium with a track and, and do some running. You know, Aiden was in New York, <laughs> New York City. Uh, he was in a bad spot. He was relegated to his apartment a whole lot uh, or his house, I should say. And so, um, you know, again, I think first Aiden's got to get in great shape and that's going to take a while. But uh, I expect him to be the fastest big on our team. I expect him to play more like a metal eater around the basket. 
uh, play with a reckless abandon. Uh, and if he does, then he'll have an impact on our team uh, like we expect him to. This is Tim Sullivan, the Courier Journal. Follow up on what Russ was asking. There have been suggestions that the season should be moved up. I think Dan Gabbett has been pushing that, and Rick Pitino, among others, wants to push back. Do you have a preference? And if it is moved up, does that favor you or hurt you? I think, Tim, you know, Dan Gavin, I think he's come on, on record uh, saying that it was more of a conversation starter. I felt like with all the talk being around college football that uh, he, he didn't want the basketball season. Like our seasons overlap. And so he didn't, he didn't want all the conversation to be centered around football and not, not have any concern towards basketball. Um, you know, right now as a program, you know, we're, we're locked in and, and – you know, set to play the season as it normally would be, knowing that we have to be flexible. And if all of a sudden they say we're going to push back the season a couple months, uh, then, then then we'll be flexible enough to adjust our practice schedule uh, to be ready to go when we start. Um, but, you know, our guys have been off for three or four months. <laughs> the, most thing, you know, the, the, the most important thing for me is to make sure our guys get in shape uh, without getting hurt. And that's a long time to be off. Uh, I don't have a preference. Um just want to play basketball. Well, not play. Let's coach. Chris, this is Ken again with WHAS 11. How how far behind are you guys this year? Like, if this was a regular year, how much farther behind are you guys right now to where you would normally be? Well, I mean, if, if you're, you know, comparing it year to year, yeah, we're, we're way behind. But, again, it's all relative. We're, we're you know, we get measured versus our counterparts. So, they're all in the same boat unless they're doing some, you know, illegal things, which I guess you never know. Um, but, no, we, uh, we're excited to get our guys back June 1st. They're getting in great shape. Um, you know, Kettler has done a really good job with them. Um, you know, a lot of the guys came back. They looked good. You know, you wouldn't think that they had been um, sitting around for three months. You know, we tried to give them what we could from afar. Uh, I think several of the guys did what they could. And so, yeah, from year to year, Ken, we're, we're, we're way behind. But, you know, we've only had our guys now since March 11th one week, you know, on the floor in terms of instruction. Chris Fred Calio again, WLKY. David Johnson, what do you expect from him this coming season? Uh, expectations for David are uh, enormous. You know, they, they, they should be. You know, I expect him to be – very consistent if we're going to be a really good team. You know, I think David gave everybody glimpses. You know, you think of at Duke, um, you know, just some of the plays he made against Virginia. But, you know, he, he's got to be that way uh, damn near every single night. And uh, I expect him to be way more of a, of a talker and a guy that can lead versus sort of a looker and a guy that took instructions and direction. He's got to get much better defensively. Uh, he's got to gain more confidence in his shot. And he's got to handle the ball in terms of, uh, you know, whether he's playing the point, whether he's playing the two. He's got to make better decisions with the basketball. And, again, much like with Sam, freshman to sophomore year, I'd like to see a lot of growth, both uh, skill set but also between the years. But David's a huge piece to our team. Chris, this is Aaron Latest with WDRD. I believe the 
response to the notice of allegations is at least due here in the next couple of weeks. I know it could be delayed some, but how much have you worked with uh, Vince Tyra and others on what the response might be? And, you know, I remember him saying he's kind of excited that the process finally got started in a way. Do you share that, that sentiment a little bit, too, to finally kind of get this thing moving and out of the way? Yeah, you can't finish a race unless it starts. So we want closure. Um, you know, I don't worry about that stuff. You know, I let Vince, I let our attorneys and all the other people um, that are dealing with that deal with it. I give my opinion and have since the time I've gotten here uh, to Vince. But uh, I let the, sort of the experts handle that. Uh, I'm worried about coaching our team. Chris, uh, recognizing that everybody's in the same boat, uh, do you have to adjust your practice plan uh, long range to uh, to try to accomplish as much in a, sh- a compressed period of time, or are you prepared to, you know, to to kind of ease into it? Well, I'd like to be able to do both, Tim, but it's not possible. So I would tell you that my first goal is to make sure our players stay healthy, both with the pandemic, but, but also uh, from the standpoint of when they first get on the court, I don't think we can go, you know, 200 miles an hour, minute one to, you know, minute 120 on the first day. So we're doing a lot of individual instruction. Um, We're doing drills that require conditioning, but hopefully, uh, you know, aren't very harmful in terms of, you know, you'd like to think that the collisions and and all the things that happened in, in live competition were sort of, you know, keeping the reins on that for a little bit. We just want to guys get our guys as best we can in better shape before we really start, um, you know, pushing the envelope on putting things in from an offense to a defense to all that stuff. I, I just feel like there's more time, um, and we'll worry about that in time. Give us a sense then for what kind of shape they are in. Are they in good shape but not basketball shape? Uh, I think, yeah, they're in good shape for a Division One athlete um, that, uh, you know, was trying to do some stuff around the house. Sure. But, you know, the, the type of coaching that you usually get at this, give at this level, the expectations you have at this level, uh, you know, you're always saying, you know, go harder, go faster, let's go longer. Um, that's just not, that's not a possibility. And I don't want to get anybody hurt. So, you know. They're in better shape than you, but they're not in better shape than when they left here March 11th. Everybody's in better shape than me. <laughs> Chris, this is Aaron with WDRB again. Just curious about the freshmen. They, they obviously had a weird end of their senior year. It's an odd summer now for them. Um, and there was some – I know we talked a couple months ago about how this summer they're going to miss out on some stuff. Uh, how are they handling kind of this odd time? Or are they coming along all right? Yeah, they're, they're, they're more resilient uh, than I think we as, um, you know, older adults give them credit. Uh, I feel bad. Obviously, I've got a, a family as well, and I'm, I'm watching my own daughters who are younger than that, you know, go through the same things of losing seasons, um, you know, losing competition, you know, losing award banquets. I mean, you name it. You know, a lot of those guys were playing in all-star games and, you know, graduations and, you know, they're, they're in their car going to a high school graduation, like a drive-by. It's just, uh, you know, but we're dealing with that all around the country. These guys are very resilient. Um, the, the three freshmen that we have, certainly DeAndre and J.J., have been here longer 
than Gabe. Um, you know, they're excited to be here and get acclimated to a new place uh, and to new people. And uh, they're, they're doing as well as they, they possibly can. And I, I feel for them. And I, I feel for everybody that's got children that have, you know, sort of gone going through this um, weird time in our lives. Chris, hey, it's Jody again. What, what did Jalen get out of last year sitting out, watching, and going through everything while redshirting and kind of the expectations for him moving forward? Yeah, I think the biggest benefit uh, that Jalen got, Jody, was with his body. Um, Coach Kettler was able to keep Jalen in the weight room way more than any other player on our team. You know, those guys had to worry about being ready to play a game, you know, being ready for the next practice and preparation for the next game. Uh, Jalen just had to worry about showing up to practice, but we needed to get more strength on him. We needed to get more weight on him. And he really put on 20, 25 pounds since the very first day he's gotten here. We were a little nervous, uh, him being in Charlotte for three months, that he was going to show up uh, back as Jalen, the uh, you know newly graduate from seeing, you know from from high school body again, and he didn't. And so that was a that was a huge plus. Certainly, the experience that he got playing against Jordan Wara and Dwayne Sutton, uh, you know Malik, Stephen, you know because D- Jalen can play. Uh, a lot of different positions of vers- versatility and the athlete that he is, um, you know, really puts us in a position where we can utilize him in different positions. So uh, he gained a whole lot learning our system, uh, getting comfortable here as both a student and as an athlete. But I think the major benefit Jalen got was just his physique really changed during his freshman year. Chris, this is Kent Taylor from Wave TV. H- has the unscheduled time off or a break has that afforded you an opportunity to do some things maybe that you wouldn't have been able to do if you had been more busy I, I saw something the other day where Archie Miller was talking about having talks with other coaches including yourself and learning some things like maybe traveling on game days that that you maybe have taught him are there some things you've taken from those kinds of things as well yeah I mean I, I would say especially early on um maybe the first month and a half two months before people were sick of Zooms, um, you know, we got together quite often uh, as coaches and just shared ideas, uh, shared philosophies. And it, it wasn't just about X's and O's, maybe how to handle players, like you said, like you mentioned, traveling. Um, and so uh, I thought that was really, really good. You know, sometimes it, it, it gives you an idea to maybe – change something or tinker with something that you do or maybe it re, you know reaffirm reaffirms to you that what you're doing you really like and you think that's the best way to do things so uh you know it was great uh, but i'd be lying if i said I, I i really truly enjoyed it and i don't mean that part of it just all the things that we did this spring and summer you know having the inability to go to aau tournaments and, and see prospects play um, you know, I feel like Scott Satterfield, I've watched more recruits on the computer uh, than maybe my entire 20-something years as a college coach, but that's sort of what uh, was required during this time. Chris, this is Aaron with WDRB again. As, as we all try to make predictions moving forward, I just wanted to get your predictions on the Reds here as MLB opening day is upon us. I just hope we're not 15, 20 games out of first place by the time we're in game 45. Um, you know, a shortened season should help, you know, should help the Reds. Um, I sure hope it does. But, 
Um, put me down for 33 wins, 33 and 27. Chris, this is Ken again with WHAS 11. You know, when we you talk about the pandemic, there's so much about the physical part of this, but, you know, you hear coaches talk about the mental impact that, that it has. How important was it that you saw from for your kids and, and for yourself and, and for your other coaches just to be able to get on the court a, for a little bit together? That, that's why we were so um... – you know, I was I was very adamant with Vince that like, hey, we have to get our players here to campus as soon as we possibly can, regardless of whether the coaches were allowed to instruct them, Kent, on the floor or not. I just felt like for their well-being that we could provide as safe of an environment for our guys as anywhere else in the country. If they're going to go to a local YMCA or Planet Fitness to get shots up, um, they, they're better off doing that in the Kieber Center. Same thing with lifting weights. You know, we were going to have the ability to test our athletes whether they, you know, uh, had COVID or not. And so it, it's, you know, we're all dealing with this around the country, but I, I just felt like there are so many ramifications of keeping our guys back home, which everybody sometimes, unfortunately, feels like is the safest thing to do is to shut down and stay away. I was a complete opposite. I'd rather have these guys around each other so they're in good spirits and obviously do it in a safe uh, manner as we possibly could. And so we've had, like I said, a couple guys test positive. These guys have gotten over it. You know, we're wearing our mask and doing what we need to do with workouts. And I, and I have a really good feeling that we're going to be able to get through these three weeks before our guys go home uh, when summer school ends and, and return in the fall. Anything further for Coach? Coach, this is Matt McGavick again with Sports Illustrated. Kind of going back to uh, Jalen Withers, have, do you think he's made enough progressions both physically and in this game to maybe get some early starting time at the four spot, or is that still kind of up in the air at this point? Well, Jalen, as I said before, he, he has the versatility to play a lot of spots. Uh, I would definitely say he'd be in our front court more than he would in our back court. Um, you know, I think he can guard a lot of positions because – you know, as, as big as he is, as tall as he is, and as long as he is, he really moves his feet well, and he's a great athlete. So, uh, you know, he's going to play both the four uh, times to play the five, um, and uh, he's got to have to guard a lot of different positions. And I do think that he's improved dramatically since he's been here. There's still going to be some welcome-to-college basketball moments where he lacked, you know, lacks concentration, uh, where he's not – as sharp as he needs to be, but those are, um, that's how you get better. You know, you, you, you screw up, you know, you watch film, you figure out how to get better and use those experiences to better yourself. And looking forward to having Jalen on the roster to do that this year. Chris, uh, you've Chris, probably yeah. seen John Calipari's beard. I'm wondering if you gave any thought to letting yours grow. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me what I thought about his beard. Well, uh, that too. No, I, I won't. I won't. I won't talk about Coach Calipari. I would tell you that um, first of all, I probably couldn't grow one. You know, I might be the only fifty-year-old in the country that it still comes in a little patchy. I, I don't know if I've gone through puberty yet. So, um, you know, I'm just fortunate that I have a little remaining hair up here. Uh, but no, I, I would never even try to grow a mustache, a goatee. Uh, I shave and come to work every day, even during the pandemic.
One more for Coach, anybody. Chris, how hard has it been or or has it been any harder to put together a schedule? And have you had – I know Las Vegas is early in the year. Have you had to change anything yet to the schedule? Well, it wasn't hard to put together a schedule. I think what, what what's going to be difficult, Jody, is whether we're going to play it or not, you know. And so – just to give you food for thought, like we start playing guarantee games and there's no fans, like where's the guarantee being drawn from? And so th- there's a lot, uh, you know, other schools, are they testing? There's a lot that goes into this that um, you don't quite realize until you get on these, you know, conference calls with, with your counterparts at other schools and the athletic directors as well. So uh, schedule set, feel great about the schedule. I don't know if the dates are going to change or the opponents are going to lessen. Uh, but, you know, whatever this season becomes, we'll be ready to play and we'll be excited to play. Chris, real quick, this is Ken. Is Cincinnati a done deal? Cincinnati is a done deal. Cincinnati is a done deal. Yep. And and, and how much, like, if, if you guys aren't able to have fans in the stands for those games, I mean, how much does that impact? Does that impact you at all? I know it, obviously it impacts the athletic department, but how do you view that? It'd be odd. You know, I've done a lot of closed scrimmages. Um, you know, in the past, I think Kenny was privy to his first one against Ohio State. And uh, when they hit back-to-back threes in an empty arena, and uh, you feel like what little air there is at the Yum Center goes out of the building, it's an odd feeling. So, um, you know, I'd certainly much rather have fans. If we can get any type of percentage in that building, we're going to try to do that. But, you know, that, those decisions are going to be made – um, you know, way above me. So uh, we're just going to be ready to play uh, whenever they tell us we can play. So, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a, a weird experience. Great. Well, Coach, thanks for taking the time. Uh, thanks for everybody for joining us today. And uh, yep, thank you, guys. All right, that is Coach Mack, a press conference. I can't remember the last time he had one, a couple of weeks ago, I guess. Remember, they had to shut mm-hmm. the program down day for two weeks, and most of the questions involved that, but they also do- uh, dove into other stuff, which we'll, we'll talk about once we get back from break, all right? Yep, and there's some other news, too. There is a football team in Washington, D.C. that has a name officially for this season. <laughs> so they're going to have a temporary name. I'll tell you about what the helmets will look like, and no, it is not just putting a potato on the helmet and keeping their name. It is completely no. different as they try to no. figure out what they want to do. Yeah, it's, uh, it will remind you of the really dumb times we're living in. Yep. Sit tight. You're listening to the Afternoon Underdogs with Dave Jennings and Tony Vanetti, delivered by Papa John's on 790. Carity. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. What's up? Back what is 790 KRD, up? the afternoon dogs delivered by Papa John's Pizza. Get that shakaroni, pepperoni all the way to the edge. And this is bigger than the family size. So you better bring your pepperoni game if you want to tackle a shakaroni. One dollar of the price goes to doing good in the neighborhood. Order online, papajohns.com. We're going to talk uh, about Coach Max's press conference just now. lasted about 28 minutes um, and had some good stuff in there. Uh, a lot of questions had to do with the two weeks, Dave, that they had off because of two members of the team uh, tested positive for COVID. They are back now working at it. A lot of questions on how far behind they were um, in their preparation for the season, but the season doesn't start till November, so I'm not sure. Uh... Every, everybody's far behind. They were on campus, as Coach said earlier, than most, and they had a couple of setbacks, but 
nobody has everything in. Everybody is going through something different in 2020. So all teams are not where they need to be. That's not just a Louisville thing. That's an everybody thing. Uh, I, I think they overestimate what's going on at this time anyway <clears throat> during the year before they prepare for the season. You're working out. You're getting your shots up. I think part of the argument he made was of bringing them back on campus as an argument to say, hey, if they're going to try to get shots up at their local high school mm-hmm. or at, at the gym, why wouldn't they just do it here? They'll be safer if they come to the Young Practice Center and, and put your shots up and work out with us. I've got a hoop in my driveway if anybody wants to come shoot. <laughs> you know, I need how these much, guys. How much, uh, how much use is your hoop uh, getting? Oh, I play a little bit. All right. I do. So what do you spot, Becky? Uh, five points or she gets you on the free throws? I usually play with my stepson. We, we play a couple of games. I don't, I I don't try you. to take him in 21 anymore. I'm not, I don't have quite the hustle and the, <laughs> the uh, 28 year old body that he does, but <laughs> you, you do a lot of, of, of horse. Well, what happens in 21, that's the game where you rebound and then shoot free throws. Yes. Would it tick him off is if I get one rebound, make one basket, I could close him out. Just oh, standing yeah. there at the free throw line. There you go. Bang, bang, bang. Just make them all in and say, good night. Uh, okay, so uh, someone did ask about the uh, the notice of allegations and where we are on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he basically said, you can't finish the race until it starts. He was happy that the process, he was echoing the sentiments of uh, Athletic Director Vince Tyre. Uh, he was glad that they started the process so they can get it over, but he really doesn't worry about that stuff. Nope. Uh, what's going to be fun about this team, too, actually on the court, is after Jay Scrub decided to stay in the NBA, you're really looking for someone to take over that two-guard spot where Ryan McMahon and, and Darius Perry, to some degree, were out there. This is really, I've kind of, Tony, not been a fan over the years of the ones versus the twos and the threes and the fours and the fives and trying to pigeonhole everybody into a spot because outside of David Johnson playing point guard and probably Carleek Jones, the grad transfer coming in from Radford and backing him up, or maybe playing at the same time. You've got a lot of unknowns. You've got Josh Nickelberry, who didn't play a heck of a lot, probably slated in at the two. Charles Mindlin comes in as a pretty aggressive guy who can maybe play some two, but also get under the basket. And he's not one of those guys that you're going to say, dunk it to. If he's in there, he's going to do it. Williamson can shoot a little, obviously. DeAndre Davis comes in as a freshman. Jalen Withers, a redshirt freshman, probably more of a power forward. J.J. Trainer out of Bardstown. A lot of guys that are all right there in the 2-3-4, small forward, power forward. You, of course, have Malik coming in. Gabe is another guy. And there's going to be so many interchangeable parts. It'll be kind of fun. I mean, David Johnson is going to play 35 minutes a game at the point, as long as he's not in foul trouble. After it's that, after it's that it's going to be mix and match and, and a little bit here and a little bit there. Let's try these guys together. It's going to be early on trying to find kind of the substitution patterns for this team. be kind of fun to watch. Yeah, it's his team. It's David Johnson's team. I mean, that's that's the way. Look, there's going to be some great players on this team, but he is going to control basically everything on this team. David Johnson, sophomore year, this is it for him. He mm-hmm. improved so much from high school to freshman year, and uh, and he he's he's physically can do it, uh, and he can go a, a full season at 35, 40 minutes at a clip. So I agree with you. David Johnson uh, is the guy there. He also touched on um, the the. Um, I actually texted one of the guys that asked the question. I was like, hey, ask about the no fans in the Yum Center, how that would affect uh-huh. it. I actually asked, uh, I asked. Uh, I wanted him to point towards the revenue end of, hey, I know it's not a question for Mac, but he's got he's to have an opinion about it. I mean, I think they make $500,000 a game, a home game for, for the Yum Center. How much will that, how much will that impact the, the uh, program? 
But he went with the direction, Dave, of, yeah, man, it's it's kind of weird when you're playing a, a competitive game in an empty arena. I think a lot of the guys are probably used to that from AAU days where you hear a lot of squeaking of sneakers and coaches yelling, but not really any fans that are doing anything. But in the ebb and flow of a college game, that home court advantage where the, the fans will get up and, I mean, they'll they'll yell people into turnovers three or four or five a game. And not having that is going to cause, I mean, play, players without discipline to to maybe struggle a little bit to not have that extra juice behind them. But I think as, as players, they played a lot of their games without screaming fans, smaller high schools, again, AAU. So probably not a huge deal for them. It'll be a bigger deal, I think, for the fans watching on TV to not have the crowd noise if they don't pipe it in. Yeah, it's uh, or you heard he, he said he wants a, a certain amount there, right? So uh, that means <laughs> the value of those tickets that are people are going to get those tickets, man. It's going to be a knife fight to try to see who the you know who the boosters that are going to get the tickets. Well, and here's how you do it: you don't take anybody's temperature, you don't do a rectal exam or shove something up somebody's nose. Well, what you do you I, that, for that's it. just a bonus. What you do is you bring in one of those applause meters yeah. that have the come on everybody. And the, the arrow goes up. You find the eight thousand loudest Louisville fans. You get to come in. We need eight thousand to sound like nineteen thousand. Right. That's and, what you and, need to do. Right. I got you. All right. Uh, lots of pasta. Lots of pasta. Louisville.com. Don't forget about uh, stopping by today and grabbing some dinner uh, to take home. You are tired of making whatever you look. There's a lot of families that will refuse to still go to restaurants. And even if you are going out and about, uh, some people are just not going during the week. They're still making all three, four uh, meals at home. Mm-hmm. Lots of pasta can help you. With that, Dave. Yep, get those family-sized entrees, and they have the smaller portions. I wish they had a family-sized chicken pot pie, but I get one for myself. You will love it. Uh, cook it a long time. Nice, nice flaky brown crust. They have green beans, no peas. The gravy is delicious. The chicken, the grilled vegetables. You will love the chicken pot pie. They have eggplant parmesan and a dozen or more family-sized entrees. So if you're entertaining or have to bring food to go, five different kinds of lasagnas. They have those stadium peppers with onions, and, oh, you will love it. If you can't get it at Cardinal Stadium, this is the next best thing right there at Lots of Pasta. Curbside delivery. Give them a heads up, 896-6361. You can go in the store, too, with your mask on. Back after this on the Afternoon Underdogs, 790. All right, the afternoon underdogs, Tony Renetti and Dave Jennings, delivered by Papa John's Pizza. Yeah, yeah, I got some good news, Tony. Mark this on your calendar. Okay, I got it, I got it. Saturday, August the 1st, UofL will take over the ACC Network. Six contests, six different sports, 14 hours of consecutive programming. Wow. Starts at 10 a.m. That's the men's soccer game, double OT win over Georgetown in 2019. Then it's Louisville Baseball, that 8-7, 12-inning win at Indiana in 2019. Cool. Then that 10-9 walk-off win, Louisville women's softball team over Florida State at Ulmer Stadium in 2019. Then it's women's basketball kicking Muffet's butt, 100-67 over Notre Dame at the KFC Yum Center in 2018. Then it's men's basketball going back to 2009, their win over Pitt. That was the third straight for the team over a ranked opponent. That was Pitt's first loss of the year. And it wraps up Saturday, August 1st with Louisville's Music City Bowl win over Mississippi State. 
Yeah, that 2009 Pitt game, I remember that. They had those bruisers playing for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. It was about a three- or four-year run where Pittsburgh was ranked in the top ten, if you believe it. Uh, and they were ranked, I believe, in the top five when Louisville won that game because they. I remember thinking this joining the Big East was either the greatest or worst thing we've done. Louisville played three top five teams in three, three games in a row because mm-hmm. UConn was up there. Pittsburgh was up there. Syracuse was ranked in the top. It was crazy list of teams that we were playing against in the Big East. And Pittsburgh had those bruisers, I mean, just physical. Uh, and I can't remember. Was it Blair? Is that the, was that was that the guy's name? Blair, the the power forward that, that was sounds just, right. Looked like Charles Barkley and threw people around. And remember that was the days in the Ace. Or, I'm sorry, in the Big East, where you literally could punch somebody in the face and not get the whistle blown. Oh, without a doubt, that was the most physical basketball I've seen regularly uh, in a conference. Uh, the biggest story today, though, is, and again, when was that? When is the All Day U of L on that ACC? Saturday, August Saturday. the first? Fourteen 1st. Okay. straight hours gotcha. of thrilling Louisville wins. Gotcha. Uh, I will be watching. That. Now, That'll the big awesome. story. I think you're heading toward Washington. The Redskins are no longer the Redskins, and they're not picking a new name yet. But for the foreseeable future, they will be called the Washington Football Team. <laughs> it is an example of how inept we are as a society. That some of the smartest people uh, in an area known for smart people, the Northeast, and marketing, and marketing people, that's where they are, New York, Mm. Washington, D.C., all these, these are where marketing people live. They can't come up with a name because obviously the roadblocks are insane. You can't name a football team anymore. It's too much. It's too much for people to name a football team in 2020. Congratulations, everyone. The color scheme will not change. Burgundy and gold, there will obviously not be a silhouette of a Native American face on the helmet replaced by each player's number in gold. Oh, that'll be cool. So that'll be okay. And people will snap up the gear. Remember that one year, 2020, that whacked out crappy year that we had? Yep. 2020 was the Washington football The merchandise is going to be huge. And all the people on on Facebook and online that go, I'm up, I need a new team. Yeah, whatever. You're going to be a a Washington football team fan. If you have any issues this summer with your HVAC system, make sure you call AirServe of Louisville. You can trust them. They're not going to come out and recommend a system that you don't need. Don't have that fear in there. If it's something they can fix, that's all they'll do. They did it with us for several years and kept our old Soviet block system ticking and saving us all kinds of money over the years. When it's time for a new system, rest assured it's time. They will tell you. They'll be honest with you. Very good people, and they've been doing it for decades across Kentucky. That's AirServe, also big into air quality. If you want to lower the humidity and fix your air, if you have an asthmatic in the house, that could be big for them. AirServe does it all. ASLouisville.com 561-0011. You can trust them. Happy vacation, buddy. See you, man. Uh, I'll be around for the next couple of hours, and then, yes, I'm gone. Crack Thank a you. beer. Thank you, I will. All right, That's buddy. right, you don't do that anymore. Uh, all right, man, I will talk to everybody. Uh, 790. Carity. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.